0: need to talk to Jeff Keighley. Someone just needs to ask him one time. It could can, it can just be in, a, in one of those giant bomb late night, everyone's on a couch things. <laughs> ask Jeff Keighley just like, yo, let's take this to Atlanta. Let's make it a Freak Nick too. And I just I want mean, to see him look. react to that. <laughs>
1: look, I, I don't think it's giant well, bomb. Right, like when, with uh, Gertzman <laughs> doing his own thing, Gertzman could now do these things more yeah, often. we don't oh, need shit. Jeff anymore. That's true. We have the other Jeff. I, you know what? i I know for a fact for sure. Gershman would be one hundred percent down with bring it back to Atlanta.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Freak Nick Part too. Let's go, Gershman.
2: I mean, I feel like he'd be asleep at like nine thirty, but You're right. He's an old man now. I feel like he would still be down to facilitate. He'd he'd be there
1: watching the stories the next morning, though. No? Right. We need <laughs> a games a games journalist, Cody Rhodes. And Jared, you know what I'm talking about. You know, someone yeah. who is a, a white guy who is like Going to be the one. Is it, wait, is it Riker? Now that Riker's back? Now that Riker got freed from the, from the WWE? I mean, it, is
0: it, it could be. I mean, effectively.
2: I, it depends. I feel like, I don't know that Dan Riker like, left the Fed any more motivated or woke than he, like, approached it with. That's true. Could be. But this is still a man who got married at Taco Bell. Like... <laughs> I respect that, He is still that, a bit though. of a meme.
1: A sentient I respect that. I, I... I told somebody. I think he's he is the smartest dumb person I've ever met in my life. Like legitimately, he's definitely smart. in the running for sure. <laughs> but he says <just laughs> so dumb things. And I'm like, I'm what can I say? I'm not
2: throwing any rocks at Dan Reichert. I, I like Dan Reichert. It's hard to dislike Dan Reichert, I think, yeah, especially depending on the the distance you have from Dan Reichert. Yeah, I yeah. can't imagine me personally. I can't imagine putting a whole lot of responsibility or personal need in the in like dan supplying something for me personally like i don't rely <laughs> on dan Record for really anything which means i can enjoy dan Record basically on a bridge right and just be fine with <laughs> whatever comes out of there yeah like i will never be disappointed by a dan Record take because i didn't expect really anything in the first place
1: i don't know i mean if he I, the only thing would be like if he did something like wildly racist. I'd be like, damn man.
2: I feel that like was... he's not capable of I don't it, think though, he's right? capable I, of I, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think if anything he'd do it'd be accidentally. <laughs> he just like yeah. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah <laughs> right. He lived in like a small place for, you know, thirty years of his life and then like the his the the last half of his life has been just exposure to Exactly. Man
0: didn't have Macintose until he was an adult. Like I'm sure right. he's missed a lot.
1: <laughs> the egg white story I tell people all the time, it's like that's the perfect. Like my dude thought <laughs> eggshells was egg whites, which you know, it just it doesn't make any sense. I don't get it. Here's the thing: it does make
2: sense if no one told you how eggs work. <laughs> sure, but it's I, I guess I can't imagine living in a place where no one tells you how where eggs no work. one tells you how eggs work. Yeah,
1: or like at or some point you don't point, encounter
2: it personally. Like that too. Point, like he's
1: probably on. never cooked
0: an egg until he found that out, or like well,
1: touched an egg. It's like crazy. <laughs> At or some way, I would have thing. looked at a book like how do I make egg whites? I don't I know. I don't
2: know how I learned the, like, what the parts of an egg were mm. but I can't imagine going this far and not knowing it. Mm. Now I'm I can't yeah, imagine going yeah. half as far and not knowing it. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I, this is one of those I, things you learn through osmosis, and osmosis only happens with your
2: surroundings, and if your surroundings are vastly different, then I just I boom. think that's the thing. I just can't imagine the surroundings where you don't learn that by your osmosis. <laughs> It's less that I, mean, I can uh, imagine
0: the surroundings. It's more that I know that they have to exist somewhere, and he just happens to be the person who is in them. <laughs> true. Yeah. Fair. It's one of those where every single possibility
1: exists somewhere. I don't know. I, I feel like... As we go, uh, and this is the thing, uh, we're just coming in right here. I'm not even doing a countdown. Welcome to the thing. Uh me, TL, joined by Emmett, by Jared. Uh, we're wow. we talking shit about people. The, not really. <laughs> we're not really talking negative about anybody. No, it's industry. not. Listen,
2: Dan, if you're listening, I know you are. Yeah. I love you.
1: Yeah. Who doesn't just... love Dan? I think that was like, that's literally your per, like, point. Like, who doesn't yeah. love Dan Reichert?
0: Exactly. <laughs> We're about the Wendy Williams him right now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I only have that on my brain because that show's literally getting canceled this Friday. Is really? it really? Yeah, last episodes this Friday. I just I'm scrolled past that, that on Reddit. This far, I'll be
1: honest with you. me yeah, too. What the too? fuck is going on between Wendy Williams and Maury? Like, what are you going to watch when you have nothing to do yeah. at like at twelve like o'clock in the morning? Order, yeah. <laughs> you know
0: what? You know what you're going to do. You're going to open up TikTok and scroll for three hours. That That's is what people true. do now. Sure. That that trash level of entertainment that was fulfilled by the Wendy Williams and Amaris of the world—that's just TikTok, man. Watching drug cartel videos and have no context for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm part of a cartel too. POV, you're part of a cartel. Um, <laughs> Shout out to really uh,
2: Wendy Williams for surviving, like literally almost dying on her show, like at least twice. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, she, she had, passed like, out crazy, that one time. Like, oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. SL, like almost seizure thing, like all, like live. Yeah, that video's still out there mean. somewhere. Very,
0: it's weird because you never think of like Wendy Williams being vulnerable in any way, which is like mm. you know bad to say, but it's also like she just puts herself in a position where she's always the quote unquote aggressor because she talks a lot of shit, and then that happens live on air, and you're like that is surreal
2: to see. Yeah, it's you, your whole brand is like being professionally messy to a point yeah. where you're you're not. I don't want to say immune to criticism because she isn't, but she just doesn't acknowledge any of it. So, and it doesn't, exactly. and the criticism doesn't affect her output. So it's interesting to, to like you said, like watch a moments like a moment of vulnerability in this person that you kind of only expect one kind of thing from. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and like that uh, got washed away immediately. and she went back to, <laughs> the, the bullshit.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, when Stephen Smith got COVID, right? And he got COVID really bad, mm-hmm. and you're like, like oh, yeah, yeah. Stephen Smith was like down. Oh, Stephen, yes, yes, A. Smith like had COVID really bad, and you're like, oh man it's like this Stephen a smith like you feel bad for him like i don't i don't know how i think about a world without Stephen a smith within two three weeks later he's still Stephen a smith on tv yeah. and it's just like ah
2: there it is it's interesting to watch you know like the, the caricatures of your life be exposed <coughs> as human every once in a while yeah
1: but no like again Stephen a smith you listen to this i'm not talking shit about you i love Stephen a smith um but well, fuck think... it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love... You know Steven like a custom. Um, but no. Um, but I, I do think it's like very interesting. I, I think it's very interesting. Just like... I got into... I've been getting into like these weird fights with people in a very specific Facebook group. The Laser Time Community Facebook group. I'm just calling them out. <laughs> uh, just like on people have been talking shit about basketball lately. So I've just been thinking. I'm just in my... In my mind, just about like, like a lot of people don't like Stephen A. Smith. Like, if we ask like a normal gamer, like, what do you think about Stephen A. Smith? It's like, oh, he's the meme guy. But like, the games industry could use a Stephen A. Smith. Like, if, if that makes any
2: sense, like someone hmm. who is like, who like a loud, is,
0: outspoken dude. I <laughs> think almost so. like
2: embraces it to the point of villainy. Like he kind right of isn't like it's not that Stephen uh. A. Smith is wrong necessarily. But he doesn't have to have the guy. He doesn't have to be the guy with his opinions the way he delivers them. He knows exactly right. what people are looking for out of him, and that's not organic necessarily. I think there's a manufacturer <laughs> point. Yeah. He's like almost like the the opposite of Stuart Scott, who was like just the cool. He was dude. like competent, poised. Like his whole thing was, "I'm going to be just as good as far as respectability," quote unquote, as the white dudes on this show. But I'm also going to drop like 90s rap references right hmm. and start and really invent that whole process of turning of turning my commentary over clips into pop culture references right um Stephen a smith is like that but what if that was j jonah jameson yeah well that's <laughs> yeah. The bad guy
1: right and i but like like you said i think i mean he said it in multiple interviews he's like you know hey the tv's on the tv's on but like Think about like how cool Jason Schreier would be, <laughs> Jason Schreier would like, with bringing this stuff up like, yeah, I said it, Come, you want to come talk to, come talk to me about it. Like, you know, like, I'd, feel like, I'd be like, I was like, okay, okay, Jason, I get it. I get I mean, it. I just... In a
2: way, I think the problem is Jason does attempt, he is in some time in that position sometimes, but it's always <laughs> like the wrong position. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like he he is, you know, an elder statesman in the in the job, one of the one of the few journalists doing journalism in games, because there's a lot of not that that it's really just blogging. Um, But he's doing real journalism. But I think he's also not always the most qualified person to talk on the subject, but ends up being the person talking the loudest about the subject and gets exposed a lot in that way. But does not have the poise of a Stephen A. Smith when he is the person doing that, and it's wrong. Like when he was, like anytime he covers MMA, it's hilarious because um, right, (laughs) you clearly know that he's just a fan. He he doesn't have the knowledge or like the expertise or the insight like he does in NBA or even football when it applies to MMA. Mm. But he will speak on MMA like he does. So a lot of people who do are like, "Why is this guy talking about this thing?" And um, instead of him. Backing down. He almost is like super Stephen A. Smith when he's talking about MMA or boxing mm. um, because he knows that he that people don't think he belongs there. So he's just like, this is exactly the people I need to trigger now." Right. Yeah. I just say Jason keep... Schreier was like, I'm going to trigger these people now. <laughs> yeah, my, they're honey. never there.
1: If I like use that word
0: in real life, I would be so terrified. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, "Oh no, this week on Twitter is going to be awful."
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. look, I think, I think, trick, like words like "triggered," "woke," like they don't mean they literally don't mean anything anymore, uh, especially when it comes from like the gamer sphere, right? Yeah. Uh, but well, I mean, you know. it would be wouldn't be cool, like if Jason Fryer was just like, you know what, Activision doesn't like me. I don't. Again, it was just like, fuck you. No, I did say blah blah blah, and I did say fuck Bobby
2: Kotick. Oh, like the talk like, with Bethesda a while man. back.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The 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 Kitaku Bethesda beat is legendary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I think when it comes to like being anti corporate, Jason Schreiber is pretty reliable. It's just the problem is when you're talking about the the intricacies of workers' rights and all the ways it intersects. I think he has a perspective of particular ways that it intersects and a bad perspective on the other ones. It's yeah. like people have like anti-gun conversations uh, the thing that makes the left look like the worst when it comes to talking about guns is like nobody in the left knows anything about guns right like we know what they yeah. do but we don't know anything about them and when you have to when you are arguing uh a, a party full of people who are experts in it even if you have the right end goal if you don't know the terms you're going to get they're going to treat you like a baby because you're not yep. talking their language i think if Schreier has that problem. If he if he has a problem, it's that. Yeah. I think that that then opens or or even points out the the need for a a version of him that has at least some sort of intersectionality, at least it can recognize it. Yeah. I think I wish some of these like blogger or these podcast dudes were that, like where they don't even need to have the air of like professionalism or oh yeah or even like credentialed, like journalism, like mm. Stryer is shackled by the, by journalistic, like ethics, right? Some people don't have to be like, You're right. I'm waiting for I, well, Andy Cortez to like, get called up <laughs> yeah, out of kind it. of funny and like ascend to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I feel like he could be something. I, I don't think he's interested in doing that, but yeah. I think he's the perfect person to be someone like that. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I yeah, think,
2: I mean, you have
1: Gershman, right? And like, that's the threat. Like, Jeff Gershman, Jeff yeah. Gershman, Gershman was, was that for a man. long time, but he's
2: not He's not bombastic enough. He's not Stephen a Smith. True. He's just a yeah. grumpy old dude
0: who's been doing it for 30 he'll, years. He'll talk, yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. it is. He'll talk his shit, but he won't be bombastic about it. He will just be like, it is what it is, is how I feel. <laughs> like and
2: very like, matter that's of true, fact and we're and we need that we just need an anger translator for him yeah <laughs> it's <really complicated>. gonna <laughs> luther, it to content. <laughs> it's good, for luther. Uh, good god
1: but yeah um yeah this easy. is gonna be the first time we do one of these where we actually talk about games the thing that we that we all kind of know about because the key threes keely threes jeff keely Summerfest. SummerSlam Bonanza, Keely, yeah. uh, me softly. Let's go. <laughs> uh, it happened. It was a thing. I thought it. I will say before I talk shit on you, Jeff. And again, Jeff, we, like we say with everybody, I love you, Jeff. Don't don't get mad at me, Jeff Keely. Please invite me to your other big hangout with all the games industry people. Um, I like Canada too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I thought it like I thought it was actually I thought it was handled pretty well. For it to not be for it to be a very much not e3, I thought it was very handled handled very well. I thought everything flowed really great. Um, I thought they did a really good job making sure times weren't ridiculous. Like one of my biggest gripes about e3 would be like I have to take time off of work to watch everything because y'all just decided to do everything in two in two days. But again, I get it because you got everybody there It's like, hey, we want you to see the games, right? Yeah. Um. But I thought it was—I thought it was actually handled pretty well. I thought the Summerfest thing was okay, but then you know you had the Microsoft, Bethesda, and Capcom decided they don't like me, and I get that—I don't like y'all either. But you know, <laughs> I thought it was—I uh, thought it was pretty fun. I thought it was pretty fun. What do you guys think about that?
0: Um, I—I've talked about this a lot on Twitter, but yeah, I thought Jeff Keighley's thing was pretty good. Um, I—I I hate this whole instinct to be like. I know what other people think, so let me converse that. Um, but just to tell, say my thoughts specifically, I thought it was good considering the fact that this year feels like the year that COVID delays finally caught up to the release calendar. Um, and so with that in mind, it's great that we got to see as many games as we did. Um, I, I There's a lot of stuff on here I'm excited for. Of course, Callisto Protocol. I, I'm a pretty big Dead Space fan. But I, even I was surprised at how much I'm into that game. Like, I, I'm starting to realize I'm not a gore person. Like, if I see mm-hmm. a live-action horror movie or something, can't do it. it. Squeamish can't do that. But if it's in a video game, I'm all for it. I was over I'm there cheering. Up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the, I don't know, the reality of it isn't setting in the same way. But when Homeboy got caught in that fan and that demo, I was like, oh, my God, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah excited for that one excited for a bunch of stuff on here i if there's one critique i can make it's a critique i didn't have until the xbox conference i wish jeff leaned more on indies because i think if he filled out a lot of that interview time with like two or three more independent <clears throat> games i think there's plenty that he could have had on there that would have mm-hmm. made a really interesting showcase would have excited people would have engaged people uh because it seems like he only had one or two indies here or there where he could have he could have had half the conference be Indies, and that's what Xbox did, and it was a great show. So that's, like, my main critique. But other than that,
2: really good show. Solid. I, like, traditionally don't like conferences. Mm. I think the more I've actually worked in the viz, the more I've disliked them. Mm. Uh, I don't even watch them unless someone's paying me to at this point. <laughs> but fair. I for this, I think there's two... Things that sort of stuck out to me. One, this is the first time there's been a physical component to this to these Keeles. Yes, yeah, that's um, true. Um, they swooped in the first time E3 got cancelled, the physical got canceled, and it just turned into like an online, you know, trailer fest, basically. This yeah. is the first time people had to fly somewhere and like take actual demos. Um and that seemed to go pretty well, according to the people that were there. Yeah. Um so this make this means that this is like Not going anywhere. No, It seems like this is real now. Mm -hmm. Um, And secondly, there's like a lot of games that made a debut this weekend. Like a lot of things we hadn't seen before. Which is kind of how you, the lack of that in the past, you know, several years is I think a contributing factor to my sort of waning interest in these things is because chances are you're just going to see the same game a couple times mm-hmm. every year until it actually comes out because the triple-a game that everyone cares about takes so long to make that it's not it's not it being surprising when you saw a trailer for that game in multiple conferences back-to-back right um, and that's not to say that this won't be true for several of the games we saw this weekend but I think I at least saw a dozen games I had never heard of before Right. That look like that are big that look bigger than your average indie game. Like yeah. Some some medium at least medium budget ass games look like they're coming out. Um or Is have been fire? worked on, been been in the trenches being worked on for the past couple of years. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that's interesting. That means like this this genuine might actually mean something soon. Cause a lot <laughs> of people have Xbox Series X's and S's and PS5s and have been playing one new game, one big new game a year and then got kind of just been an indie machine for $550, Um, which I don't care about. That's fine for me. But um, if there was, you know, an old school sort of attachment to gen-related, like watching the next step of games or whatever, this is the closest that has felt like Mm -hmm. for this particular generation of consoles at least. Hmm. of course it's different now because pc is way more a way bigger thing than it was even you know when the ps4 launched there's there's a lots of ways to play a video game now um game pass wasn't a thing really until you know the past four years maybe game pass really turned into like an option Um, and a lot of these xbox games are going to launch on game Pass, right so the like the 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 way you sell a game to someone in a convention is way different now than it would be, you know, three years ago. Um, so in a meta sense, it's interesting to watch all of this kind of happen, but at the end of the day, I saw all these updates in review and like update, like our are, are, like articles that collected all the updates and, and yeah. YouTube videos. I did not watch these things live,
1: yeah. I um, mean, I would, I. I think I I think I stepped in on two pressers. I watched the Xbox deal, um, and I watched the Capcom deal, which I really wish I wouldn't have. Uh, yeah, that um, Capcom one was it didn't need to be a whole thing for that information. <laughs> I mean that, like Jared said, like I uh, I mean I've been covering these now for over ten years, right? Like I've been doing these since two thousand nine, um, and you can only like, I have gotten to the part where, like, I definitely have seen stuff that's been like, oh, shit. Like, I'm super excited about it. Like, I remember the E3 when Shenmue got leaked beforehand and being like, oh, what? And then jumping on when PlayStation had that trailer and uh uh kickstarting that game and wasting $60. Um, I, <laughs> I remember that, right? But, like, I'm a lot jared i'm with you i like watching the show because i as a fan of like of just like how media portrays stuff right it's almost to me it's like watching a wrestle kingdom like the wrestle kingdom openings like if you guys have ever seen wrestle kingdom openings they are like whatever you think of like a tekken opener or anything like that there's these like these quick like clip uh clip like openings that do this whole thing behind like it's really good music and that's what like i look at these trailer releases are right i've even gotten i even find like being super snarky during the press conferences like that's also boring to me now because like yeah how many times can you tell the same joke uh (laughs) which you know unfortunately that's where where it goes um but i still like I, i still enjoy watching it i just still like to be like i said just like with any kind of medium like be uh surprised with something like I was very hyped when I saw sort of three portable was coming out oh, yeah. and apparently people were talking about that earlier today but I don't I don't scour Twitter like that during days like this I like I'm very I'm very like Twitter excuse me I'm very like Twitter silent until the event happens and then going in I had to turn off the thing too because I know people were there seeing it live and they were seeing it earlier like I would look up and then Khalif would be tweeting something and then like within like like three or four minutes later, I see it on the screen. I'm like, all right, dog, like I get it. you were there. I, I can' <laughs> I can't see it, man. Like let me enjoy this thing um, but like I but also, I mean, the Xbox thing is very interesting because they're saying everything is within the next six uh next you know 12 months. but just like Jared said, like how how excited can you be about a thing? That probably won't be here for another three or four years, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. I think in one of my groups we just talked about, uh, the, uh, Metroid Prime. Like, it's like, hey, it's been five years since that Metroid Prime Four image has gone up. You know, like oh, you can't, you can only be but so happy about stuff, right? So I definitely understand that. I just, like I said, I, I like that there was something that was E3, but I also like that it was spread out that I didn't have to sit down and watch ea and then whatever the fuck fever dream that ubisoft was going to put out or like stuff like that like i i didn't have to go through that slog which that like i agree with you completely and i'm really glad i like i joke about wanting to go there and i want to go there because i want to see my friends but i don't want to cover a summer Games Fest just like i don't want to cover e3 because i've had to cover those and doing so much work like specifically like 10 15 hour days within like a three or four day period yeah. when you're taking a break off of work like that can jg that experience completely so i i definitely understand that and i definitely agree with you on that i think i like this model if it helps spread out what e3 is i think that's what's important because if we don't have to do e3 so confined in these five days because you rented out that la convention center away from a freaking uh stadium that's going to have a basketball game potentially like i think that <laughs> makes it a lot easier yet another reason why i should be moving this stuff back to atlanta look i like yeah. the hawks they're not going to the, NBA the finals anytime time soon we exactly. <laughs> won't
0: need that stadium
1: so we don't need that stadium but i i do like you know having it a chance to breathe i think that will take away a lot of that like burnout but i absolutely do feel that like when you're going through especially like when you're covering them for a job and it's all right monday here's three pressers tuesday here's five pressers and it's the same thing and it's the same canned speeches and not fun at
2: all just to slog through yeah i can't get excited about it anymore and i think i don't know if it's because i like like everybody went through the the phase of looking forward to these things to really like, this was like Christmas almost <laughs> for yeah like in, in a certain way. Like this is an event everyone gets around and we wait for the thing that we all get excited about. And I think, you know, part of it is like just video games discourse can be jading and hosting yeah. already. Um, a lot more people are talking about games, than they ever have. And they're all saying the same things these days. Yeah. Is is there a conversation really for me to have? I don't know. Um, I can get there. I can get the whole vibe of the show based on the conversation of the show and not have to have seen anything about the show to know that I'll be like 80% correct, right about what happened there. Um, Which is not a great feeling, but also if you just treat it like an informational thing, which is what it is, Mm. Um, it's hard to be really disappointed because what you're looking for is what's coming out and when ultimately me if you don't have a date then I don't care and that's not a fault on the developer or the publisher it's just you're not unless I unless I can put you on a calendar I can't put you in my brain right now. right um, there are very few things that would change that. that like I don't know what game could announce and, and I would be hype about it necessarily like just by the announcement trailer. If a game gets a date, then we can talk a little bit more about my excitement about it. But I don't know. Maybe if maybe if there's a finally a Vagrant Story sequel, I'd be excited about it. says somebody else knows well, with this game.
1: Well, um, and they 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 what just stealth dropped that freaking tactic ogre? Yeah, they're like, oh
0: god. No, yeah, that was an accident. Yeah, they someone put that up too early because it's down now. And it said and dummy
2: just... in the description, too. <laughs> yeah, that was us. We were the dummy. Yeah, <laughs> we like the for point. believing it's real. <laughs> um, it's weird that, like you said, like if this is a this is an opportunity to to make the event season longer than hmm. uh, or at least less condensed. And this is a, a net positive. And that's kind of true. But it's weird that we watched event season. happen without having to be in a place and have it be centralized by an or- a singular organization. We watched it happen for years, Mm. and what we've whiplashed back to as soon as we could was the same thing, basically. This isn't that different than E3, except it's over more days. Right. Um, It's weird, like, like the democratization of all of these publishers and developers deciding to do their own shows. Instead of just, like, deciding that they don't all have to do them next to each other, like... You can pick any day if you're big enough, they've all still just are still deciding to just pick the same days. And I don't know, like when someone's going to be brave enough to be like, we're going to do ours in August. And we don't really care what everybody else is going to I'll
0: do. tell you right now, THQ Nordic is that one. They are literally...
2: I, True. I yeah, they did that focused, last yeah. year, too. They're like, yeah, well, yeah. it's September, and no one's talking about games, so... <laughs> well, I mean, and that's it's like warm. what Nintendo does, right? Like, Nintendo... Right. Nintendo, great example. Nintendo's just you like... they direct every two months. <laughs> yeah. That. They, they didn't even tell you when they're coming up. They're like, oh, yeah. next week we have a direct.
1: Like, oh, <laughs> you you were... You, you got time? You got time? Okay, we're
2: going to drop this stuff. No, yeah. you ain't got to be here like we're be 20, 20 minutes and here it is. <laughs> Sony try to do that and they're bad at them pretty pretty consistently. Well, they uh,
0: when the, when Nintendo does a direct, there's so many things that it could be to where even if it's one of those things, people walk away happy. When right, Sony does a yeah. direct because they're so close with third parties, it could be nothing but Valkyrie Profile for 20 minutes and most people will be mad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Correct. <laughs> now like, I, will say, I will say I will say cuz we can we can shift into stuff I didn't like there. I don't, y'all are, y'all are way more into the Sony stuff than I am. I'm not, Ooh, I just me. don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I just don't understand what the fuck they're doing. I really don't, man. Like this, the new PlayStation plus thing oh, is yeah. real stupid. I really think it's, I really think it's a bad deal. Like the more I look into it and the more I'm trying to be like, well, this is just like Namefast. It's not, it really isn't. And like, they're really whack, like responsive, like, Oh well, you know we want to, we want people to pay for games. It's like, dog, nah, if your game is good enough, you'll pay for it. I've bought Citizen Sleep*er three separate times. They're playing it on Game Pass, right? Like, if your game is good enough, I'm gonna buy it. You know, I, I just, I literally don't understand what their whole deal is what they're doing with Game Pass, especially not Game Pass, but with PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Or like New Plus or whatever they want to call it. Especially like after these fools after I don't have a PS5 and I was like, oh, I canceled my PSN and they still hit me for 60. They still got me for my lick. I'm like, dog, okay. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't like this because I don't I don't like what you guys are doing. So I don't know. Uh, I mean I've been I've been hopping into
0: the PlayStation <laughs> Plus offerings and it's um I mean, here's the thing. I'm a weirdo. People know that. Um, if you don't, hey, guys, I'm a weirdo. Um, I like all the weird, bad games. Like PlayStation Now, I was subscribed to that mainly because they just had, well, they had a couple interesting games, but I was subscribed to it to just see what was up with it. And it had all these obscure PS3 games. Like all, it had Magus on there. It had Africa on there. It had all this shit that no one cares about, no one talks about. And that's kind of my jam. I'm not saying I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, I'm gonna play these to completion. But I like just for an hour or two, just seeing what the weird, obscure corners of the gaming marketplace looks like. Um, now with this new version, they deleted a fuck ton of those PS3 streaming games. So like, you can't play Killzone one through three anymore. You can't play the PSP God of War's anymore. Um, and a lot more, a lot more of the obscure ones, just PS3 streaming, they're all gone. But they replaced it with a lot more ps4 and ps5 games so like yeah you can't stream this random obscure ps3 game but now they have like what is it outcast second encounter a game no one cares about you can download that and play it now um and they have like all these other obscure games that are downloadable natively on the console now um and that's good and a lot of those are including some really solid indies uh i saw foreclose i've been wanting to play for a long time that's in there now uh ps4 and 5 versions so That's kind of the bonus on there. Uh, And overall, I'll be honest, I am pretty positive on the service now that it's here, now that I'm able to check through all the games here. I am negative on the third tier because Essentials is the same thing that we had. Extra is their Game Pass equivalent where they have all the extra PS4, PS5 games you can download. The premium is where they're like, oh, here's all of our classics. You are getting so the classics tier this premium tier costs more than game pass does you're getting nothing compared to that game pass price (laughs) like game pass yes you have all those games yes you have all those classic games as well play them on your phone play them on pc you know you can do anything go anywhere with these games for premium you're getting access to like what six ps1 games (laughs) one psp game I want to play
1: Jumping Flash for the 500th time? Damn. Exactly.
0: And, then not, <laughs> and then not even all of them have trophy support if you're someone who cares about that. And then on top of that, they're like, all right, we don't have any classics. We need to bolster up our classics library. Let's include any PS4 remaster of a PS3 game. Let's include any... Re- Let's include Mafia remake. Let's include remakes now too. Like, they're just like uh, very obviously inflating the catalog so that... They can take it, take advantage of the nostalgia of people because if you if you've been a PlayStation fan for a long time, they're gonna just poke at your pockets here to take advantage of the fact that you want to play these old games, and also just to justify. They probably feel like they need to put a higher price on streaming since that is probably a costly effort for them to keep continuing to do, especially with these old ass PS3 consoles. So yeah,
2: it, it's I'm sour on that. Right, point. like it's mm-hmm. probably expensive, and you probably be paying more to stream. That's just yeah. across the board. I yeah. don't own an Xbox. I own Game Pass. I can play every Xbox game on Game Pass because if it's not natively for my PC, I can stream it on my PC. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous thing to describe to anyone. If I went back in time five years and told that to me five years ago, I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on in 2022?" And I wouldn't <laughs> tell him about the pandemic part. That'd be a little surprise. For
0: me too, but. <laughs> Put stock I in think... Microsoft and that's <laughs> no, it. No,
1: put stock in GameStop and then gonna...
2: leave at this yeah. exact moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By, by mm-hmm. just a little bit of GameStop. What do you mean? By... <laughs> <laughs> I think the Sony is in a weird position because I don't think there's any way to please everyone right. with their attempt to go backwards. They also have no interest in doing so. Right. Because the profit incentive for them is we don't care about these old games. Actually, Uh, if you if you like my old shit, buy the old album. Right. And true. They've said explicitly like that's expensive. You're probably not going to buy them, which is definitely true because Mm -hmm. we don't. And we're just going to focus on the new shit because that's what you actually buy, which is definitely true because that's what they do. Right. Uh, The leading console manufacturer. On the planet for a reason. Um, But ironically, like you said, they're spending a lot of time trying to make this like nostalgia bait, but they do it in such a weird way because it's very easy to like bait people with nostalgia if you're Sony because the PS2 is like one of the most prolific consoles ever. Yeah. And it's full of nonsense like 2,000 games full of people, like things that anyone in this target age bracket of like the thirties to forties guy who played these games before as a child will want to have access to, will pay stupid amounts of money to just have, just to be able to say that they can play them. Not that they'll actually do it. right? And I guess to them, the prophet Tim Ryan's doing the math in his brain saying, well, how many of those people will actually pay like $150 for this or whatever it would cost for them to do that? that kind of sucks because that means it'll never happen unless, unless the money is like we need we need Epic Games Fortnite money to justify yeah. doing all this back end work. You'll never that's that's a unrealistic price. But what that also means is like entire old generations of games just don't see the light of day, really. Or if you if they do, it's it's based on some weird set of boxes that it has that it has to check for Sony for 2022 Sony. Right. Right even though the people who want that grew up at like, you know, 2002 Sony or whatever, uh, it, it's impossible to like convince them that like, this is something that's necessary for a particular sort of people that will definitely spend the money on it. Yeah, um, But it's weird that then that they even tried like, yeah. cause this isn't doing it either. Like, Yeah, it's such a half step. What they've yeah. decided to do doesn't do anything for anyone. Uh, especially if like, You're in your premium tier. You're just letting them play games that they could have streamed right a month ago,
1: or or like you said, streamed a month ago, or like realistically, PlayStation games, like even like the very rare ones, are not expensive, like comparatively, right? Like if I want to go play, um, if I want to go play Earthbound right now, right? That's an eighty dollar cartridge, yeah. If it's like you know. Out of the box, like if I want to go actually get the cartridge of Earthbound, I can go get like Legend of Dragoon or like a, like a rare PlayStation game. I might have to pay like I
2: think at the most like maybe $60. 60 70 bucks. Right? Yeah, you don't want mint or something. You just yeah. Want, you just want something to. You want the disc <laughs> to play. It's not you. You would probably pay way more physically at an antique store. I don't know what it would take for them to emulate that, but yeah. if they charge twenty bucks for it, you'd probably buy it. Yeah. Like, I've bought I bought Wild Arms three for twenty bucks. Like I own Wild Arms three. Like the disc, it's in my closet. But I didn't want to then have to figure out does my PlayStation two still work? I don't fucking know. Right, I just yeah. bought it again. I mean, yeah. I think it's like I
1: I think in my household, I literally have bought have bought Chrono Cross on three separate things. One is on a PlayStation. One is on a, is on a Switch, because I wanted it on a Switch. And one was on my Xbox, mainly because I was so busy, and I was just like, I want to play it on my in my room on my Xbox. So I did. Um, but there are people like me who are, who are, who are like, wild, and you're going to do these things. But then, like, the stuff that you do push for is, like, hey, Naughty Dog, why don't you release The Last of Us Part 1, a game that is very easy to get re-release oh, it that you is know annoying, like yeah. and i i i don't like to because i'm not pretending to the fact like i know how marketing trends work i had to tell somebody in my friend groups like hey the thing is there are people who have not played the last of us who are going to watch that show on hbo and are going to be like oh that's the last of us there's a game based on that i'm going to play that but at the same time like you said jared like i i, I just think that it would cost less money instead of rehauling and redoing last of us. Even if you're building off of old material, you, you did what i take from Neil Druckmann saying is like, they actually went in and retooled and rebuilt stuff in that engine to make it work better for the PS five to like making the uh, crash bandicoot remake actually playable, <laughs> like, or you know, or like those Jack and Daxter games, man, Uh, that's another thing Naughty Dog did that you guys just threw away. What if you just remade those
2: and made those look good? At least a second So Or even playable in one place. (laughs) Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. We don't need to make these things look like games we play today. We just need to make them so you can play them today. Right. This need, this need to fucking George Lucas, your old shit all the time is so weird now. Like, and it's, and you find it very very common in games that are trying to be movies a whole lot like yeah it's no it's no surprise to me that the last of us has been remade being remastered once and then upraised again and now getting remade completely in nine years because that's the game that wanted to be a movie to begin with and Mm. is going to be a movie now or a tv show now like this this chase to to do to 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 chase fidelity right crazy to me like If people saw the TV show and was like, I would like to play this thing now, you can just give them the 2013 video game or the 2016 remake or remaster. It doesn't look like the humans on real TV because it's not real humans on real TV. It's a video game from seven years ago. That's how this works. And I feel like. Normal people would just be fine with that. Yeah, like if I went and played Sonic 2 it's not gonna look like Sonic on the movie I just saw. <laughs> Knuckles isn't gonna sound like Idris Alba. I'm I'll be fine. Not me personally, because I'm playing Sonic. But right. someone who wanted to would be fine. See, part no of one's me... remaking Sonic and putting Idris Alba's voice in all of it. Like <laughs> we figured out that sometimes old games are just fucking old. Like that, I don't know how we're losing that. And Sony should not be the people who are, I don't know, flagshipping this because they have so many old games. And like the, the incentive to make them available shouldn't be, can we sell this in other markets that aren't video games? And right. if we re, and the only way we're going to do that is if we remaster it. Like, I don't want Brave Fencer Mishashi remastered. No. I just want to fucking play it.
1: Exactly. It I don't
2: need to have, I don't want to have to convince you that you can make a TV show on it for me to be able to play it at all. I would just like to go to my console that I spent $600 on and just download it that'd be really
0: cool yeah wait till they put out another twisted metal just for that show um, just for
1: the show yeah <laughs> just metal <laughs> yeah. blast gonna
2: be remastered
1: for this <laughs> it, gonna, yo what i want to actually real quick before we get yeah. off because you brought twisted metal and jared's here and i want to talk about it yo how are you gonna have smojo be the body be the body model <laughs> and not, not have not Samoa Joe <laughs> the smoothest mother like smojo and loki should just be voices anyway but like, you couldn't <laughs> just make Samoa Joe Sweet Tooth, like, ah uh, Sweet Tooth, Sweet Tooth actually has a name, but it's Sweet Tooth, like, it should've just been Samoa Joe!
2: I wonder though, like, cause Sweet Tooth has never been, like, Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe's voice is so distinct, that he kind of has to be weird characters to be acting, like, yeah. he has to be King Shark, or he's just Samoa Joe. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know that Sweet Tooth just saying things like Samoa Joe would. would
0: yeah, like, Sweet, Sweet Tooth if, isn't a flat enough character for Samoa Joe to just put on just that come mask and, and that work. out
2: real quick. Like, he, yeah, he's <laughs> just the Joker in a car. So they need someone more. And that's not to say Samoa Joe couldn't do it. I just yeah. don't know this Mojo can do it. I wasn't at the I wasn't at the, you know, the the PC audition. I don't know what Samoa Joe Sweet Tooth sounds like. <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean, look, it could—it's gotta be better than Will Arnett. It's gotta be better than
2: Will Arnett. Like, I mean, it's mean, no Will, Will Arnett. Arnett. The voices, though, I think that's what they want. Will I mean, Arnett isn't
0: to isn't gonna be funny. Will Arnett, he's gonna be Lego Batman, deep, brooding voice, kind of funny things oh, in the deep voice. Will Peter
1: Pan Will Arnett from the uh, Alvin, not Alvin, but the Chippendale thing? Chippendale. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe that. Yeah, that's yeah. what they're
0: going to do. They're just going to make him a deep voice and have him say some funny things, and that's why they want Will Arnett for it. He's already producing yeah. the show, so they said, hey, hop on a mic real quick. You can keep on your pajamas. It's just
1: whatever. Wait, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is because yeah. him and Bateman did, what was the other thing they did? It was another video game thing. Uh, they produced. Oh, Matt Hazard? The
0: Return of Eat Lead, or some, one of those? Oh, the Return of it, Matt it was, Hazard, uh, Eat
2: Lead. Yeah, yes. It was I was, know Willard was, Will was in it. Duke Nukem satire. Yeah. Uh, it satire. yeah. basically every shooter, and he yeah. was Matt Hazard. And, okay. But again, it was a funny game that he was playing a serious character, character, a serious role, but he's the straight man in a game that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know if Twisted yeah. metal is just going to be a, a ridiculous thing that he's being the straight man in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, yo, I I take that. That'd be
1: dope. I I mean, like I don't you know. You got it's, Anthony Mackie in there.
2: I I can't imagine. Well,
1: Anthony Mackie is capable of being. Oh man, is is Anthony Mackie going to be no. Axel? <laughs> they gonna, oh, gonna have my they gonna have my guy chained up to a wheel the whole, the whole He's supposed man. to be he's Go supposed show. to be like
0: some delivery man or something in the post apocalypse. It's weird they're they're okay. not doing strictly no, one for they're one they're the doing games some other shit with this okay game. yeah okay.
1: it's, hey, not, it's some other shit entirely. I don't, I don't know if I want to see. Anthony no that I'm <laughs> sure real. I don't know
2: that he's been cast yet, but that seems like a perfect Terry Crews role oh
1: oh oh tear, oh yeah. my
2: god <laughs> he would love
1: he would be Jeez. like yeah I'd love, I'd love to play that role um Damn. but yeah no i mean i i i mean i think i agree with you guys i i just i just wish it was better especially like when you look at an xbox and all that stuff coming to xbox um like game pass to me now just seems like essential like not even just like oh you need it for for x like we own an xbox
2: like you don't like jerry you don't own an xbox no. right like I, so i have a physically i do have one i just right. don't plug it in right it's old and doesn't work but i don't need one and i'm not gonna buy a new one like i'm right. not gonna buy the series x if i don't have to and i for i it's gonna take some convincing to get me to have to right but, I mean, like, I, I bought an S
1: because I played Madden in you know, a Madden league, so I sure. I had to buy an S. And, I, and my I S, only S is like ps prize So I can like
2: work. So yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah, I Didn't want it, but I needed, I needed it.
1: Yeah, uh, but but I, but I like all that stuff is coming out, and it's just going out day one. And this is where now I'm I'm aiming my sights at you, Todd Howard. Yo, how how about oh them God. just re-releasing No Man's Sky and calling it something <laughs> else, like. Like, look, man, I, I enjoy some Bethesda games, but usually they're like the ones with id software, and I will say Redfall looks dope, um, and everything, I just don't, I don't need my games to be so large, like, I like a small, condensed, confined experience, because then as a developer you have enough time to build life into that area and makes me want to explore because you have enough time to get into every nook and cranny a thousand planet for what like like literally for what took the words right out of my mouth yeah i literally
0: i heard him talk about all that stuff for starfield and how big everything's going to be and it's less so like Because here's the thing. I am someone who has often said, I don't like these giant games. I don't want to be sitting here playing anything for 100 hours. But if you make each of those 100 hours memorable and or mean something, then I can be convinced. Like Red Dead Redemption 2 is a great example of that, where I know people have problems with that game. But for me, yes, I still believe that game was too long, but I was there for every single second of it because it was a journey it felt like you're doing something every single time and it all builds on top of itself for the narrative for starfield i don't know what kind of story they're writing for this thing but like i can't imagine a a way to get me to explore a thousand planets and still be enjoying <laughs> myself after the 100th so like yeah that's
2: my thing like and the only the only point of reference you have is other bethesda rpgs and yeah. yeah, and those it, have decent stories, but not yeah, a thousand Elder planets Scrolls, worth. Elder Scrolls games are fine. Uh, the The narrative is not what people come for. It turns right. out, mm-hmm. um, and it's not that the narrative is bad. It's just that's not the memorable experience people take out of that game. It's all the other dumb shit you can do in those games. Yep. Um, I think Fallout's a great example of games that have pretty interesting, sort of layered uh complicated narratives because things aren't so black and white but it's just wrapped in this game that seems to never end so it's like when people talk about fallout what are they talking about probably not about the master probably not about you know all these like all the other various little sort of narrative points they're, they're, they're taking the meme stuff like the vaults and all that that, yeah. that the settlement experience. needs your help. All that yeah. stuff, right? And like, that's not to say that that's a bad thing or, or you know, better or worse. Especially since we have to take all this into account when we remember and remember that the people who like play games and talk about them on Twitter and in front of microphones and write about them are not the same people who will buy this game and play it, you know, for two hundred hours. Yeah. every couple like for, for like an hour or two at a time for the entire year like a lot of people who play these games don't have to move on to something in a month like right they just play this forever um that's been that's why gta is still on the npds for since 2015 is because people play those long games differently um but the, i think the iron the irony there though is that i'm not seeing normal people like what they saw either (laughs) like i'm seeing a few i'm seeing a few but maybe not the
0: overwhelming amount that like like the fallout 4 reveal everyone lost their minds including me for that game um and you know fallout 3 same thing skyrim same thing for this game it's not quite split in the middle but you can definitely see the split of negativity is closer to the middle with everybody so like it seems
2: way more mixed the reaction i don't know if that's just the what they decided to show like what they decided to lean on which i think is probably a big part yeah i don't know why and that's maybe me personally i don't know why the size of the game and like how much time you can spend walking around in it is the selling point yeah. i understand people like to live in the places but you didn't show anything livable you kind right. of just said the raw numbers you didn't you didn't Show an example of living in the place.
1: So that's what I'm tempted about this game. Like I'm gonna play it because I have Game Pass and like yeah and what there. is it gonna be for me to
2: download and try
1: it, right? Um, but like you said, Jared, I got a very big Fallout vibe. And hey, guess what the story in Fallout is? The world is depleted, so like <laughs> it can be expanded, but like there's not there's shit, there's nothing to fucking do. If i'm exploring all these planets and half these planets are inhabitable or not have not been like uh cohabitated yet and you have to build these outposts like i i would rather not i would rather you build like this really cool dope planet in the future where i could be like i i've been joking i want to be like i want to create the outlaw star in this thing because you can create your own ship uh and everything and like yeah i would like to be a space pirate but give me Like space to pirate like give me a planet where I can I can do all this stuff in and then when I go and hop into a planet because like maybe I got to go to this planet and like the block is hot and I don't want to be there you know like (laughs) if it's so expansive I could just ransack a planet and be like all right deuces I'm going to another star system you'll never see me again like, like... no man's sky is <laughs> yeah, yeah. No
2: man's sky is and that's the, and that, that's the problem I have with no man's sky is that you spend a lot of time flying around kind of just collecting things to like check some boxes off there are locations that have you know bespoke content things going on yeah but none of it is really narrative focused there's only one location that you that you return to pretty often that things are happening in um the little hub thing that you can summon but you can go to a random planet there could be a settlement there just some guys trading or whatever but it's literally just that like these guys don't need to talk to you like they have nothing they have no need for you you have no need for them really Mm -hmm. um you can talk you can maybe get like a coordinate from one of them and then you go to a random place on the planet and there's something there to get i guess but like i'd like to know what you guys are doing and like why you guys are doing it and if that means we don't have an algorithm pumping out an endless amount of planets but you have like a small amount of planets, but there's stuff to do on them like people living there and like politics maybe like i don't know then maybe that's more interesting um and i think maybe starfield might i can't imagine a world where starfield isn't doing some of that right Um, yeah but i but no man's sky makes the exploration and finding of new planets and new solar systems trivial because literally you just there are solar systems you just have to fly through because they're on the way to something interesting right and like there are solar systems with two suns and several planets but probably things living on them that i'll never see because i don't give a shit like i need to go where i need to go and whatever i'm going to find these planets is not going to be worth the distraction and mm-hmm. you know you can look at other open worlds where even breath of the wild which i think is an open world is maybe a little overrated but there's lots of things to there's there's so many that We get canceled can... for the shit we taught in the beginning. God. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's at least a great example in Breath of the Wild where there's there's enough things to stumble on and like find an ecosystem that was living without you. You are not the main character of, and you can leave and come back to, and something else might have happened. Like these people right. are existing without you, and they're not doing so as NPCs waiting to talk to you. Like right. the world is happening. You just yeah. happen to stumble or crawl for yourself. It's a, and it it's, feels like it's lived in and it feels like it's working, and you just you're part of the call to fuck it up a little bit. Right.
1: It's a dynamic world, right? It's like you said, it's the it's the kind of storytelling you want to tell like as a as a game teller, right? Like I I do a lot of like uh DMing and in game in game managing. And like when I go to build a story, like if I if I'm running a game, I don't run this expansive game that has thousands of worlds. I build a very small game because then, like you said, I get to tell the story and show, like, this is a thing that's lived in. And randomly generating all these different worlds, really cool idea to do that, but you'll never get the thing that's fun of exploring that space, right? Like, I even look at something like Skyrim, right? Skyrim has so many, like, different, like, caverns and caves to go into, but because it's in a, like a general part of that world of Skyrim going into each different, like randomly generated cave. Yeah, it's a different cave, but that cave is very unique to that region. So it's a very specific type of cave that you can only be in the geography, the, the stuff that you're going to see there, it's going to be very reminiscent to other stuff you see in Skyrim just because of the nature of how small a scope that is. As soon as you create two different planets, Planet a planet B even being twin planets have to be different because mm-hmm. life has changed how planet a works as opposed to planet B like the, how the atmosphere goes. It depends on how things go into that world. And like you guys are saying, like if I don't have to go to planet B, if like the cool shit is happening in planet a, I will never see planet B. So I don't understand why even give me that option to drive by it and stop stop for what like that would be my thing It's like literally stop for what i'll i'll say this i feel like this is one of the
0: this is probably the last bethesda at least bethesda software's game that was started and they worked on it before the xbox purchase um and i can tell that because i feel like a lot of the bethesda games at least since like oblivion maybe um they sell these games as this large super big expansive open worlds because if it's a big world with a lot of content, you won't trade it back in. Mm-hmm. And that was the mindset of like whatever, 2008 or whenever Oblivion came out, um, or even earlier than that with Oblivion. Um, and they've kind of been in that same headspace ever since when making these games. Now Starfield's coming out day one on Game Pass. You are You are being, most people who play Starfield are going to be playing it through a subscription service where they could see any other type of game. They could play anything. So Starfield, it's not about, oh, we we have to keep you playing because we don't want you to give the game back. It's a question of like, all right, you have to keep us engaged for all these hours, but how hard, it, or not how hard, but is it still going to be just as easy to keep us engaged that long when I could dip out of here and I could go play Scorn, I could go play Atomic Heart, I could go play any of these other Game Pass games on here, and not only that, it'll give me something unique. It will give me that, expoke, that bespoke experience that I want Shoot, Outer wilds or shoot out of wilds or out of worlds both yeah, of those space games working. are on yeah. there and if you want a very specific story you can go play something like that and it won't take
2: a hundred hours so yeah. like i don't know out of worlds is a great example because it's just the game that we thought you were making
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah
2: just it's just fallout you know oblivion formula with a sci-fi situation exactly that involves space travel it's it's it, it is. It is what. It, what if Fallout, but also Mass Effect. Is right, things, is that, and that's what Starfield could be. I and there's a great chance that it, that's what it is. They just the first foot forward in showing the world this game was the thing I'm not interested in. Yeah. So I, I I'm not going to take it off the table necessarily yet. I I can't imagine this is just going to be an empty place where you just stumble across some stuff. Maybe yeah. also.
1: But, why did you put any fucking hot ass aliens in there? Like, <laughs> I'm sure what, that seems like I, a miss. Yeah. What are you doing, I, I, you, like, know, you know what?
0: Doing I now. guarantee you'll have some because that just seems like it, we're talking about the same company that had like multiple mutants that you could have, or actually maybe just one or two mutants in Fallout 3 that you could have as companions. But I'm like, saying, you'll see them. I'm
1: just saying, like, we're we're in space. Look, let's be completely real. You did the whole, oh, you could fly a ship because there's some fucking weirdo out there who loved the gummy ships in, in <laughs> kingdom hearts it was like Jeez. yo but what if i had a real spaceship no you they're talking to the, the
0: Kerbal space program people that's what they're talking <laughs> <True>.
1: to <laughs> right but you know there's somebody who's like i want to go on every planet and fuck every alien <laughs> and you haven't you haven't shown Like, you showed, like, an alien, but it's very, like, it's a, it's a, you know... It's a a boss monster. It was like, it was like, yeah, it was just like a regular monster. No, I need a bipedal, up-walking, I'm-a-sexy-alien, like, (laughs) person to show on the screen. If you want this thing to actually sell money, honestly, you want money to be made, that's what you gotta do, like... Put it again.
2: If you want to, if you want the narrative to be for the next, you know, 48 hours, all Twitter wants to do is fuck, I don't know, Shabella from Mars or whatever. (laughs) Shabella from Mars. (laughs) You could have did this. This is really easy. Oh, God.
0: Yeah, we just need a Lady D in Venus or something. Um, But yeah, I don't (laughs) know. Make it Lady D. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's actually just her. Yeah, just copy paste that model. (laughs) <laughs> um, I will say, or actually here's what I do want, because I actually like this with that the Squatch Games thing, uh, high on mm-hmm. life. I was so excited for that. I'm not even like a Ricky Morty person or Justin Rowland. Like I'm more or yeah. less indifferent to him. Um but that game looks sick because I always say I'm tired of aliens not looking weird. Like mm-hmm. all all the fucking how wide is this universe and y'all keep making aliens with two legs like give me these fucking weird aliens with head for hands and all this shit and like 72 eyes on their body like that's the shit i want to see high on life is going to give that to me i guarantee you starfield will not give that type of shit to me at all it's going to be like oh it's a weird fucking scorpion somehow those are on <laughs> venus I,
2: I wonder i wonder because um mass effect does this too where they're like all right so animals from earth what if they were just people you wanted to fuck yep but every yeah. once in a while just like that's unsettling. Like the fuck, the, what are they called? Not the Volus, who are just uh, uh, people. The other things, I'm just amiibos. The I Vortia? Yeah. Oh. The Vortia, also them, they were just like, yeah. you're just unfuckable goblin creatures. But the, the ones that like literally are just floating like jellyfish guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just kind of like look at you. <laughs> yeah. They like know glow with their feelings it. or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those <laughs> things are hilarious. Fair enough. But, fair enough.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, High Life looks. I, the thing that just fucked me up, I see it, and I'm just like, oh, am I watching Rick and Morty or watching um um Solar Opposites, which by the way, this is my chance <laughs> to say Solar Opposites fucking whips <laughs> and like if you don't like Rick and Morty, I get it. People have ruined Rick and Morty for a lot of people, solo opposite's is fucking great. Um but it's just like I just heard Justin Roiland do the the Morty voice. And I'm like, Yeah, it's just Justin. Like, <laughs> yep. I just <laughs> I I I I will play this game. I, I will never love it because I'll just be like, it feels like I'm going to be like, and, soon, and one moment it's like, uh, oh, yeah, you got to go ahead and shoot the guy. Oh, you got to shoot the guy. I'm like, yep, this this sucks. Yeah, As someone who never touched Rick and Morty
0: anything, I don't have that weight on my shoulders, so I can just enjoy it as a game.
1: <laughs> like I said, the only time that really came in and it was great was Justin Ronaldin was on um, an episode of uh, Invincible, Doing like a mix of like Justin Roiland's regular voice and the and the Rick, and he like plays like this frat dude who gets like his shit kicked in like the first first part of the episode. But it was just great because it is Justin Roiland. I was like, this this is not enough Justin Roiland. Just like give me a taste of Justin Roiland, and I'm like, good. We can we can move forward from this. <laughs> um, I do want to say before we go, um, I'm gonna let you guys get a chance as we. Uh, I don't think we were, neg- I think we were very poignant, what we had to say about the games industry, but <laughs> I do want to give us a chance to talk positive about something that we have played recently, so I'm going to let you guys recommend the game, Uh, we will start, Emmett, with you, uh, do you have a game that you have been playing, Uh, it doesn't we're have out. to be new, It could be old, that you would like to recommend?
0: I've just been... Honestly, like, when we were talking about all the old school games and stuff, I've been playing a lot of, like, like I've had a PC that could do it for a while, but I just never sat down and figured out how to do it. I uh, figured out how to do it, finally. Um, I've been playing some old PS2 and PSP games. Uh, I've been playing... Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll tell the people this, because I guarantee you this will not come to any... This will not be on PlayStation Plus, because I doubt Jet Leaves Estate wants to do anything with this. But so Rise of Honor... No, oh not str- oh. oh, Stranglehold. I fuck with that too. But Rise yeah, to yeah. Honor, I've been playing that, and that game holds up pretty decently. Um, if you, I'll see if you have access to it. <laughs> then definitely uh, investigate that one. Uh, it, it plays. Very, I'm able to upscale it to like 1080p. It's running at 60 frames. Like it's everything I want. It's uh, you know, your typical early 2000s uh, Hong Kong fighting game. Uh, it's really awesome. Has you know, pretty decent. Uh uh i don't know what you call it uh production value for a ps2 game so uh yeah i've been playing a lot of that and i'm kind of getting into a big kung fu kick i downloaded ghost of tsushima through the new playstation plus and maybe i'll finally try that too after i'm done with uh rise the honor so and i've been playing ninja gaiden as well so good time all yeah. around
1: i downloaded ninja gaiden and i was like ah, <laughs> it's like i played this when i was in high school and i don't remember any of it i'm like. I need to sit down and look through there's no like they don't give you like the tutorial like here's what this button does it's like oh I need (laughs) to find a guy exactly just like go in and play it's like
0: literally the first time I played Ninja Gaiden Sigma I I played it on Vita and I got to the boss and just gave up like there was no it didn't teach me anything so I was like all right I'm dying a million times I'm giving up I made it past that boss I just kept playing and I'm having a good time man highly recommend i recommend all those things if you heard me say a name i recommend it <laughs> uh
1: jared uh anything that you would like to recommend that you can talk about
2: uh yes i've been playing <clears throat> i decided to like actually use my game pass subscription recently mm. uh, i feel like every six months i'm like i'm still paying for that i should pay, play one of these games <laughs> <laughs> um i played A couple of them. I think the the one I'm playing now is one I'd actually recommend. It's Norco. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. It's a point-and-click adventure set in like a future, a near future um, New Orleans. Um, In a. Well, I guess right outside and right next to New Orleans. I guess Norco is kind of like what New Orleans becomes. Mm. Um, But it's a. You play like a. There has been another world war um, or like a, or like a rebellion start. in um, in the States and you play someone who was working as like a mercenary who is now back home to like take care of the estate of your dead mother. And it becomes like a a mystery of like, how'd she die? You thought she died one way, but this, is that true? Also, your brother's here. He's kind of a fuck up. What's going on with that? <laughs> uh, here's your family robot that's kind of weird, right? And <laughs> it, it's interesting, I, I, I am finding that I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would, um, as a person who does not play and click adventures. And I think mm-hmm. it's because this and it, it engages you in a way that's way more complicated than just reading text,
1: right? Um, mm-hmm.
2: I think it, there are some elements that it shares with games like um, Disco Elysium, another big another heavy text sort of point and clicky that's more like rpg-ish because there are some checks and stuff you make and there's some of that in this game too but i like like the way you sort of dissect information you get in norco and try to make sense of it and like a mind map is similar to how you decide how you're going to make your choices in disco elysium where like all of your several sort of reasoning sort of mechanisms are their own characters it's not as elaborate as Disco Elysium, but it does reminisce it is reminiscent in that way. Um, there's three acts. I mean, I just got, I just finished act one. I want to say a day ago and I am on board enough that I will finish this game. Um, well, I love it at the end of it. I'm not sure. But right now I like it. So,
0: hmm. right.
2: yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about Norco. So,
1: yeah. Secondary recommend. Third party recommend. Third party <laughs> recommend. Uh there's two I want to recommend. Um I talked about it earlier, but I really love Citizen Sleeper. Um I am Citizen a huge...
2: Sleeper is what the talk about Citizen Sleeper is what it started me to go to Norco. Because I'm going yeah. to get that eventually, but I want to go back to Norco first because I don't think I would come back if I didn't yeah. think about it right
1: now. Uh Citizen Sleeper, it's not a long game. It's really great. Um I'm a huge like I said, I'm a huge tabletop guy. Um, I think some of the writing is tremendous. Uh Cameron uh Nizzleman just did a really great article um talking about like just some of the uh the themes in in um Instance and Sleeper. But yeah, I think it just came on Game Pass one day and I was like, I'll play it and I think I stayed up to like three o'clock in the morning playing that game. Um it's really rad. Uh I I'm a big sucker for um for like uh post apocalyptic space stuff. Uh, like a uh, twinge of cyberpunk in space like that's those are two of my jams so very huge into that um also uh another game that's on game pass chinatown detective agency um oh, that okay. game does such a really great job of like scratching the itch of like the edutainment type games uh it is a mix of Karma San Diego. With a little bit of like point and click adventure, a little bit of snatcher. Uh, that's like it's such a weird way of saying it, but it's really fun. um The only thing that sucks is, and like I get it. You know, shout out to my people out here who out, who is who are out here doing video game guides. Like it's not a very uh thankful job. However, y'all have ruined SEO because some of these puzzles. Like in the game, they ask you to Google the answers to the puzzles. Like you can look it up in the same, but they want you to Google. However, because of like how SEO at go, I go to Google something and then it's like, here's the answer to this puzzle. I'm like, dog, I just wanted more information. I didn't need the answer to the puzzle <laughs> that sell I'm the looking puzzle for. The you asked me. <laughs> I'm just I'm Googling. So like Use maybe big won't get any. Yeah, to maybe <laughs> big is the hard mode. like big is like please. the Nuzlocke yeah, Or as, right Lycos uh, to get in there. D- um, D- oh, go it. But yeah, no, Chinatown Detective Agency. I think it's a really great game. Uh, the team is not huge either. Um, it's a really uh, fun thing. I believe the I believe that the developer themselves. Uh, I I know for a fact they are of Asian descent, but I think they are actually a maybe like a, a Chinese based developer. Again, I could be completely wrong on that, so uh, don't quote me on that. I might even take that out. But um, really great. It's a really really fun game, um, and I really highly recommend it. Um, that's really it that's like if someone was like what are your games of the year those would be those two and then arceus like I, i'm gonna say this now i think elton ring is fine and that's it i <laughs> think it would be more like it's the greatest game it's like i it's I, fine. I recently
0: it's- realized that i like a lot of from software game design concepts without mm-hmm. having played any of their games so i'm gonna see how long mm-hmm. i can keep that streak going and see if it stays funny <laughs>
2: I think Elden Ring is the best example of those concepts. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people maybe overspeak for the environmental storytelling in some of these Dark Souls games or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But I think Elden Ring is definitely a game where you've walked into something, you look around, and you're getting the story by adventuring. I don't think that's always true. I think that might have been true in Dark Souls 1, maybe, when people weren't really doing it like that before. But I think, I don't know that it has been as true for mm. from soft since Bloodborne, maybe well hey i
0: i do have dark souls 1 i recently picked it up so i will be trying that but right now i like the surge 2 and that's like my favorite souls like Surge 2 is hilarious yeah it is is batshit crazy and
2: stupid as hell but it's also very fun to play so i been playing yeah, that they, a lot they too. stopped make the surge one was like an over serious version of it and they're like people aren't here for the story actually they just want to cut dudes like limbs off and put them on the exactly
1: uh but yeah. Uh I think that's it. We did a games one. So for y'all who are wondering what we think about video games, there we go. Next time we come back, we we going back to regular ridiculousness. Something somebody's gonna say something stupid. Like Auntie Diaries <laughs> 2 <laughs> dropped. Like <laughs> Jack Dorio. Like between Jet Rio. it actually no, I am gonna go we're gonna scrub into some wrestling thing real quick because I've actually gotta talk about something serious in wrestling. Um, this Jeff Hardy thing man um, this is me I'm not putting pulling anybody you guys can comment but I'm not pulling anybody into this at some point we gotta stop enabling Jeff Hardy like sometimes like being in front of people and like being in a public eye it's not good for people and I don't think it's good for Jeff Hardy man like yeah. He or someone that's involved with him is going to perish because of, like, the action that he does. And this isn't me, like, saying, like, oh, hey, you know, a moral high ground. It's just, like, for the betterment of him, I see a lot of people and Corlette uh, over at Fanbite wrote something about this. And I think this is a very uh, important thing to say. Like, at some point, wishing for him to come back in the wrestling ring isn't great because he just needs to not be in wrestling. And this is not like a punishment. It's just more like this world is not good for you and it's not healthy for you. And I don't think it is
2: beneficial for you to do that. So, yeah. It's true. It's, you, there are, uh, this isn't the first time, you know, especially a wrestler has had to like maybe evaluate their relationship with the thing that they love mm-hmm. because the process of doing the thing is what's actually hurting them. When they're in the ring performing, that's one thing. But like wrestling isn't that. Wrestling is the travel to these locations. Wrestling is the training for these locations. It's the 17-hour drives across country. It's the pain mitigation and management in between these shows. It's if you're depending on like the level on which you work, it's all the other sort of paperwork you manage me, management sort of things you have to do to make sure you're not getting shit on by your independent contractor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some of these things are are some people are just better at some of these things than others. Mm. Uh, some people can pull it together better. Some people have, you know, coping mechanisms that are more healthy or maybe not even healthy but they are not they've they've managed how they manage the risk and the harm to a point where it's they've made it healthy for them. A lot of people kind of have to be put in on like tight schedules and sort of be monitored a lot and kind of got to really get themselves engulfed and and taken care of in a way so that they can perform do the thing they love and and somebody else handles all the other stuff right Jeff has not figured that out no Um, it's weird that Jeff hasn't figure that out because of his relationship with his brother who has figured that out pretty solidly it seems and how close they are they literally live next to each other on like 100 acres of land they share a plot together they see each other all the time they go places together it's weird that they can spend so much time together but also jeff jeff's danger to himself and others seems to be so isolated um he's not the first person to be in this position but he's one of the ones you can help right now yeah There's a lot of people who've never got that help should have got it earlier yeah um, a lot of people who are still alive that wish they got that help earlier yeah um and and i can do as much as they can to advocate for taking care of themselves wrestling was a carny show not very long ago it's trying it's 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 attempted and and it's mostly succeeded in being a environment that can be as safe as possible and way safer than it used to be right um for the people performing for the people who go to the shows and and just for the longevity of the people who are involved in the process um jeff lives in both worlds he started when it was a carny show and he lives in this new place um where there are a lot more resources and now that he doesn't know how to get to them has, uh, doesn't want to get to them, and no one has really made it impossible for him not to. Right. And to the credit of his current employer, they seem to be very serious about putting him on that road. I think. Right. Well, I to mean, TL's point. I think there. I think the road might have, just need to end. Yeah. And someone just needs to do that for him. Right. Um, I. I don't know how you do that, but I think a, I think a bunch of people can figure it out.
1: Yeah. I think it's one of the things. Like, don't get me wrong. You, I'm pretty sure you'll never hear Jarrett like out here stopping <laughs> for WWE, right? Like, we're not. Like, we we talked about it last episode. Like, we're we're you know, wrestling promoters. Like, they're not your friends. They are trying to get your money. And to to a degree, WWE. But WWE, the one of the things that I thought I was already very skeptical when he left WWE because there were these conversations that we're having never happening again and they basically fired him because he refused to go into um treatment um and again how much of that is we want to cover our ass because he's going somewhere else but then like you see something like this happen and then you're just you you wonder it's like okay like wwe does a lot of foul shit but they do try to make sure people don't die if
2: if only because that stretch of like, well, be, they were doing it hands. Right. right. <laughs> um, but I think it's also to their credit. They saw him acting erratically. He has a history of acting erratically and yeah. it being like the cause of some sort of outside sort of drug and alcohol influence or him just not being OK. And they took actions as if that was true because it has been in the past several documented times. Right. So the reaction to them asking the question seemed really ridiculous. Like he's okay. And he's telling you he's okay. He's done that all. He, all he does is tell you he's okay. And he's very clearly not been okay. Right. So the, I, I, the it's a warranted amount of concern when he does something like that. Yeah. It's ironic and sad that he leaves under the pretenses that he stomped out because they weren't willing to sort of let go of the past. Right when the past comes to haunt him like this, so I don't know that I need, even need to defend the company for their actions because they're I right. they, they don't they are do not they do not need defending. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. this happened but, for a reason. Maybe right. this started earlier than we think. Right. Maybe he had been relapsing for a while. Maybe the the wear and tear put on his body recently, which has been extreme. Right, that, is part of the relapse too. A lot of people have hands here. Responsibilities, but of course the primary responsibility is on Jefferson's
1: Yeah. is on, on Jeff Hardy. Uh, so yeah Uh, that would be my thing. Uh, we'll probably have more fun <laughs> to talk about next time Um, but yeah, uh, just <laughs> don't and if you feel like Um, you're in a spot, um that you're you know that you're in one of those positions, uh, Please go seek out help. Uh, that's the the advice I could always give um talk to somebody uh talk to a licensed professional let me say that talk yeah, to a yeah. licensed professional homeless, yeah, <laughs> um, only know, frank can't handle know. all that it is it is good to talk to friends for some stuff but if you are in a bad way please talk to a licensed professional um don't get yourself in uh and i don't think it's like don't drink and drive uh if, and that's what colette's thing was when she was saying was like hey if he's doing this and he got caught three times there are times where he's not got caught. That's the only way you do it, right? Is like, oh, I've never gotten caught, so uh, don't do that. But um, yeah, that was a shitty note, <laughs> Don. Do uh, you guys have anything you'd like to promote that's less uh, dour than what I just brought up? <laughs> um, well, I'll go real quick. Uh, over at the uh, Players
0: Club podcast, we just hit episode 100. Hey, uh, congratulations! Yay. Uh, quite frankly, I'm surprised I've done something consistently that long. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we recorded that uh, like a night or two ago. Uh, I'm literally about to go finish editing it after we're done here. So uh, yeah, you can look out for that over at vgu.tv. Um, that Kendrick review I talked about last time we did this, uh, that written review is up now. So if you want to get all the nitty gritty details, I wrote way too many words. I almost hit 10k words on that damn thing um but i had a lot to say so if you want to read that you can see that and wait a couple more days for the video review i'll do it when i'm not tired after work um and that's more or less it uh things are going to keep going things are going to keep moving video games are going to keep happening
1: hopefully no one's drinking and driving though yeah (laughs) hopefully (laughs) uh jared anything
2: you'd like to promote there my friend twitter That's all on Twitter. I just did a preview for Cuphead that will be released or be releasing pretty soon, based on when you hear this. So that's old news. I don't really have any new news right now, but if I did, it'd be on my Twitter. Hell yeah. Mm, Okay. Uh, Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter uh,
1: at Turbo Bison. Um, Got projects underway that I can't really tell you guys about yet. Uh but I will say Live from the Pool House starts recording back up. Um you will hmm. hear this episode on Wednesday. You will hear Live from the Pool House one that me and Sonia recorded about 2 months ago that I didn't put out cuz I didn't have a follow up episode after that uh on Friday. But then we start recording again. Uh Sonia is back. Her game uh was shown uh again it's the uh Facebook uh Walking Dead game. Looks really great uh, as a story. Um, a lot of native characters in there. Uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things I'm very excited about. Very happy for Sonya in her video game quest. But we're going back at it. We're going to start talking about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which I know people who are listening to this are excited for. Um, but yeah, I, have a, I have, like I said, I have other projects going on uh, that you guys will hear about uh, soon. Uh, I'm going to put a date on something. So August 30th, an announcement's coming. Um, temper your <laughs> temper your excitement but bling, bring your wallets how about that that's what I'll say um, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah that's really about it um, for Emmett for Jarrett uh, I'm TL this has been the thing you enjoyed it did you enjoy it I hope you enjoyed it All you right. better have <laughs> <laughs> alright and